Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today you'll be listening to myself, Mark Hirons, and Austin Dunbar. Austin runs Durham Brand & Co. Today on the show we'll be talking about a few different topics. Branding yourself, sitting up on your own, working outside of work, so working when the work stops, and university and internship advice. So it's a really, really good episode. Um, lots and lots of fantastic advice in this show. Uh, Austin is, is a very charismatic guy. He, he knows what he's talking about and um, has had the experience to back up his words. So I really hope you're enjoying this episode. And to get the word out there, I'd love it if you could share it on social media. Uh, take a screenshot right now and tag at Creative Waffle whilst posting it on Instagram stories. Or just leave a comment down below. Uh, subscribe if you're on YouTube. Or if you're on iTunes or anywhere else, please do leave a little review. It really does help to get us up the rankings and get us well known. A couple more things before we get into the show. You can now buy the Creative Waffle uh, t-shirt of the month. We've got nine left in all sizes, small, medium, large and extra large. That is now available at the creativewaffle.club slash shop. You can also join the Creative Waffle Club via Discord. We've now got our own little Discord group going. Uh, there's a couple of people in there at the moment, but I'd love to see everyone else in there and have a little chat about the podcast, see what uh, people need doing and helping with, and uh, just a little, building up a little bit of a community. So you can also go and find that on social media um, in the descriptions in the bios, or you can go down to the link in this podcast and it'll be, it'll be there as well. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. Uh, that's enough of me talking. Let's get into the podcast with Austin. That's it. Welcome to the podcast. What's that? Uh, so yeah, first of all, who are you? Uh, what do you do? And where are you from? So my name is Austin Dunbar. What I do is I design. I'm also a dad um, and I'm also married, but I own a design studio called uh, Durham Branding Company and it is in Covington, Kentucky. So like the, what were you just talking about? Like the middle of the US. Yeah, yeah. Do you, did you yeah. know that there's a, a Durham in England? Yeah, so yeah, and there's a Durham in North Carolina. So it's actually my middle name. Um, yeah. Is why it was why that kind of came about, but uh, but yeah, um, there's I get emails all the time from like people in like North Carolina who like want to buy merch or something, or there's someone's last name has Durham on it, that kind of thing. So it's kind of funny, but yeah, dude, that's where I am. No, that's even better. So I have it, which is which is I think cool, and I heard it's like a real kick-ass city, um, but no, I haven't been, man. There's like a beer scene there, and there's like a there's like a minor league baseball team that I think is like pretty oh. good, but yeah, I haven't been over there. You have to come over to the England one as well. I mean, it's a big county, so it's like a massive area. But uh, yeah, you have to come over. <laughs> right on, man. Um, so we were talking about before about what we want to talk about on the podcast, and it'd be good to create yeah. uh, like this almost uh, guide to for students and and how how you can get to sort of your level or, or what you've done to get to your level, and then what you're planning on doing in the future. And uh, I think it'd be really like, interesting because um, that's something that I've, I've worried about, uh, as in. I look at people and think, how the hell do they get there? And if, and if we can break uh, that down in this story, then that'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think too, like the way that you're looking at it, it's like sometimes like you're looking at the middle or the end of the book, yeah. you know what I mean? Or like the movie and you're like, oh, how the hell did that just happen? But there's like all of these kind of like small wins or like big losses in the beginning to kind of like navigate and pivot people to the place where they are like today to like where we're talking. But I'll, uh, I'll back up and I'll keep like super, super short. So uh live in Covington like I made mention but grew up mostly overseas um in Japan uh for most of it so my father was in the air force my mother she um uh, was a gallery director for like seven Japanese art galleries overseas so like I grew up in an art gallery um grew up playing soccer that kind of stuff but like when I was a kid like I didn't really care about any of that kind of stuff you know what I mean like I was in skateboarding like playing punk rock and just like being just a trash teenager um but I think some of that kind of like culture and some of that art aesthetic kind of rubbed off kind of on the 
the back end, but I just didn't, I didn't know it. Fast forward, moved to the States. I went to um, a university, went straight into a design program, went through that. Um, well, let's, and, break it down. let's break it down as we go along. So cool. <laughs> uh, I told you to quick. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, so when you were a kid, you were surrounding yourself by like skateboard stuff. And that's, that's like, that's typical with a lot of, a lot of students and a lot of um, people that get into design. Uh, yeah. I talked to so like, what sort of stuff were you looking at decks you know see what was it called dude css css i think ccs um the old skateboard magazine that was here like a catalog that you could buy from um and all that stuff was just i think my generation's vinyl covers right, right. so like the older generation they're always like yeah i'd go and flip through bands and be all these like record covers and everything else like no one really gives a shit about cd booklets yeah. i don't think um but, but I think like skateboard culture and that kind of stuff was just so loud. Um, and at the time, so kind of like against the grain and like pseudo counterculture that there was just kind of an, an innate attractiveness to like the look, tone and feel of that stuff. There was a lot of the bravado, like there was just illustration layered type, like nothing was illegal mm -hmm. in skateboard graphics, which I thought was like real kind of cool. Um, so I, I was kind of attracted to some of that kind of stuff too. And the same thing, like, paired with like the music I was listening to at the time as well. Like it all kind of had that dialed up nature to it a little bit. Um, and just kind of that teenage angst-esque kind of look, tone and feel. So I was always, I was always attracted to that kind of stuff. Um, and, um, you know, I didn't, but I didn't do in high school and stuff. I didn't take art classes. Like I just, I just didn't. Like I wasn't, I was a soccer player. Like I said, I was living overseas and stuff like that. I was just playing soccer for me, football for you. And, um, uh, and that's just, that's what it was, but it wasn't until I actually came to the States and it was my senior year of uh, high school and I was doing like a web development class and ended up winning like a big web design award, which I'm not good at web. I don't do that stuff anymore, but I had to go to like Disneyland for it. Wow. And because of that, there was like a little bit of design in it. Um, I think that's what kind of opened the faucet, so to speak, um, and went straight into design school at college. Uh, was playing in bands and stuff like that, doing like flyers and merchandise, and like really garbage looking things yeah. um, in high school and garbage looking things like in the beginning of college. But yeah, that's kind of how it stair-stepped me straight into like design school. So you got, you got into it from, from doing this, this award. So that's like, so yeah, um, yeah. And like doing, like doing um like, like band flyers and like promotional, like um, uh, unfortunately, like MySpace things, and which is like so yesteryear and weird, and kind of like fits you into like a category. But, but it's true. Like in like print collateral, like we'd print these like really like shitty flyers for like shows and stuff. We'd we'd make like really really bad merch. And I was like in I was in like a bootleg Photoshop and everything. I didn't even know what Illustrator was. Like everything was just Photoshop. And so, um, did you want? Fun. Sorry to cut you off. Did you know? Did you oh, know that you wanted to be a designer or? Um, because it's like, how did you actually get into like start? Because people people make stuff. Is that how you just got into it? Because you like the idea of making things. Yeah, I think I think really I think uh, my personality is like learn by fire, and so with with guitar I taught myself, with drums I taught myself, you know, with design pre university I taught myself, and so it was this I think like design and skateboarding um, and all of that stuff is all kind of a finger on the same hand of creativity, you know what I mean? And all that stuff's kind of like intermingled in some weird way. And so for me, it was just another arm, like 
designing and doing this and kind of figuring out this program was the same as like trying to figure out a good riff um, or like write a good song. You know what I mean? The process of like making and creating was the exact same, but it was just a different output. Cool. That's, I, yeah. I get it. Uh, so you went back to America. Um, how, went back to America. Yeah. yeah. Still playing soccer or not? Hell no, dude. You can look at me and know that. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I wish I need to. Um, I, we've been running. I've been running, but that's not soccer. I'd get destroyed. I'd be like, um, I'd be at the hospital and I'd be out of work if I was going to play soccer right now. Do you play? Yeah, yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I miss it. The shirts and stuff around yeah, me. I could, yeah, for sure. I miss it. It's, um, it's. I think, I think soccer too is one of those, it's one of those back end games with like design as well. Like it's, it's the input that directly corrugates with the output and they're not dissimilar. Like it's almost like the process of the game um, to get, you know, one goal on the 90th minute, not like the one goal in the 90th minute that was like the kind of like aha of the whole game. Does that make sense? I think like design too and like design process is very like akin to that kind of like building. And like the back end is to me like a little bit more attractive than like some fucking power forward who just smashed a sick header um, to win the game, <laughs> you know? Because like, oh, there's a lot of strategy and um, people may not think yeah. if, if they're outside of the football world, but there's a lot of strategy and build up play and um, a lot of statistics and just, it's just awesome. Like that sort of side of it is a whole different world. It's just yeah. casual fan. Um, sure, yeah, man. so like your story. So let's, let's get, when you went back to America, you started uh, yeah. this design uh, course how did you find that uh in in high school or college or just either one yeah both yeah either one yeah <laughs> yeah so 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 high school we probably talked that but in college i ended up having to stay in state um for a handful of reasons so stay in state in kentucky and i ended up going to a university called northern kentucky university because it straight up was the farthest university away from this town that we moved to so like I moved from like Okinawa, Japan, where like the world travels to, which is like the world's Hawaii, to a place called Harrodsburg, Kentucky, with like seven thousand people, and it was like farmers and um, you know good old boys kind of thing, which is awesome um, and cool in hindsight. But uh, I, I I wasn't gonna stay there long term, so I was only there for a little over a year, year and a half, um, and so I went to the farthest university away, which was only two hours north, uh, but they but they had a, like a uh, kind of like an emerging design studio. Um, or excuse me, um, curriculum. And it was more of like a fine art curriculum um, with design and you take design classes and stuff, but then you'd also have to take like painting and sculpture and all this other kind of like secondary tertiary like art stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're like trying to teach you like foundations and color theory and, and those kinds of things while you're taking like type classes and package design courses and stuff like that. Cool, so you're even thrown into it then. Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. And I think too, like, hindsight i'm kind of like an all or nothing nothing person in general um i don't really flirt with a lot of stuff like it's either i'm going to do it or i'm not going to do it so i think me just like jumping into the 12 foot end of the pool not really being good or knowing anything was like the only way i was going to be able to learn nice yeah at this time too man there wasn't stuff like skillshare this stuff didn't exist like we would be podcasting about design Uh, podcast was i don't even know if podcast was real um back then and i don't think it was and so like these kinds of tools um just didn't exist you know like you either like were like chuck anderson from no pattern and you were just like a baller at 17 um in photoshop 
uh, and you were able to work your way that way, or you went, you know, to a university or some sort of other school um, to kind of learn the ropes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And what Photoshop was this? Like, what version? What? Oh shit! Uh, it was. I remember when CS came out. CS. It was like Photoshop eight. Dude, what? Where in school? What was it? Do you remember? I remember yeah, the, we, it was like pre-CS. Like none of that. I was in college, like when CS came out, and I was like, "What the hell is CS?" Like I, I want to say like Photoshop eight because I remember when I was on the bootleg version, I was working on six, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's that. Which is kind of funny. Would you still go to university today for design? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know if ever, <laughs> anyone's ever asked me that question. Um, I would. Uh, and the reason, the reason that I say I would is because, um, there's, there's something to be said about learning it by yourself, um, and learning your way of designing. And there's a whole other, there's a whole other way of learning someone else's way, which might impact the way that you design or the way that you just look at design in general, because I feel like when you learn anything by yourself, you're kind of learning in a funnel. Um, and you're at the bottom of the funnel, but I think places like the university kind of you're at the top of the funnel and your eyes are a little bit more wide and your periphery of things that, that you learn like design history, like why, why design, why design looks the way it does now because of what it used to look like back then, how history repeats itself, all of these things, like just the tools and everything else. Now I do think design isn't going to hold your hand, um, isn't going to make you good, um, or make you a better designer, whatever that means. Um, but I do think, though, it really kind of sets you up for what design culture is, um, what it, the good, the bad, the ugly, the competitive, the petty, you know. Um, and I feel that being in a university, it's like being in a really, uh, it's being in like a nice padded room where you're kind of learning the stuff and you're learning the skills and like they're trying to build you up. So when you go out to the real world via like an internship or first hire or doing your own thing, whatever the case may be you're not blind walking into it, you know, um, because I've seen portfolios of people who don't go to university, which is totally fine. Um, who just think their stuff's just the hottest shit. And, and I think that might be like a characteristic, like personality trait too, for some of these people, yeah. but it's like, no man, like, like you don't even know color or like these like fundamental things or like you don't know how to like lay a portfolio out or, you know, those kinds of things. So I think, I think going to a university, is good um i wasn't the best university student i'm not saying like i was like an a plus student um i was there for design and design only i wasn't there for science uh with a lab to learn about rocks so um don't i'm not some like i'm not some pillar of success when it comes to like college accolades but i i was there to learn what i wanted to learn and then i kind of got out and went from there that's cool is there any tip you got any tips on surviving the university uh, any tips for surviving well, the most of it? Um, I think, I think making the most, I think making the most of it, uh, is you are literally there to explore. Don't look at Instagram or drip see all these things exist now that didn't like back then. Don't look at any of these social media channels that are so heavy handed design. Um, you can use those for inspiration, but don't use that for copy and paste. Uh, and don't look at people's style and aesthetic and then only harp on that the four or five years that you're in school, because it's not going to get you anywhere. Like you were literally paying to play and you're paying to learn, you're paying to investigate. 
So spend that kind of time wisely because on the back end, when you're looking for a job, if you come in and your book's like a bunch of fill in the blank style, uh, so a lot of places aren't necessarily looking for like a one niche thing. They're kind of looking for a Swiss army knife of, yeah. of tools or they're looking for someone that they can teach. Um, so the more things that you're kind of interested in, the more kind of fingers you have in the bucket uh, while you're there, I think's the better. Because I think sometimes too, people come out of college and they have this like fixed idea of like what they're going to do. And they straight up, A, might not even be designing, to be honest, um, or B, they're unhirable because no one wants to work on that stuff. Um, or it's not, it's like internet cool and internet cool doesn't necessarily pay the bills. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's kind of a mixed bag, but I think, yeah, the big takeaway is just, you're there to learn and you're there to play and just like, it's as big, it can, college can have as big of an impact as you want it to, um, or as little as you want to. But I think the big impact people are the ones that are like desirable hires to do whatever, you know what I mean? Um, go get internship or job or just do your own thing. Yeah. And what was your, your thoughts coming out of university? Like what, what did you want to do with, with designing that in this degree you've got? So I was, I was, um, uh, I got to like talk lightly, the, not, not lightly. I got to talk like in code or some like weird way. Cause I was working at, um, at some big agencies. And so I was working at big agencies when I was in college towards like the end of college. Um, and, and because of some of that stuff, I actually, never received a diploma from school so it kind of goes back to that thing like i'm not like like college usa yeah 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 um but but i was way into the program and i should have graduated but just circumstances were what they were um and i was working for a real big global agency and i was enjoying it but i wasn't liking it and it was one of those things where i was like i didn't go to college for this um I was doing big package design big for big huge brands um yeah. and it it lacked it was like the business of design so like what's where schools like design is creativity yeah. this was like design is commerce and so it's a total different side of the coin and so my brain wasn't really adapted to this like kind of commerce coin of having to design for big huge clients that it's like more corporate and a b c and d so i was there for a little bit and left and worked at a smaller firm um, still doing big work, but I was doing stuff like gig posters and doing gig posters for all kinds of bands. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I kind of was able to bring some of that, I think kind of that high school angst a little bit, trying to dovetail that conversation and some of that grit and some of that, um, into my work. Um, and that place was able to help me kind of start like tone of voice, um, and being able to kind of carve yourself out in the sea of sameness, uh, which was kind of look tone and feel, but I uh, left there and worked at another agency um, in Chicago. And that was, that was kind of my story, man. I kind of just lily padded the longest job I've ever had Durham branding company. Um, the second longest design job I had was for a year and eight months. Uh, so this has been rock and rolling for six years. Wow, um, so that's a big, that's a big, that's a big spread. Uh, and that's my path is not like my one is like straight up, like learn by fire which isn't everyone's. Um, and I've been like torched and scorched a handful of times. Um, but it's kind of, it's where, where I am now. Um, but I was able to kind of like lily pad from places. And because of that, being able to lily pad, I was able to learn different things from different um, agencies and design studios and organizations. And not only like how to design fast, but like how to talk to a client. What does a pitch deck look like? 
uh, what kind of as well like yeah i think all the different perspectives you must be like picking up different ways of doing things like looking at because I've, I've done not not the same but um, i've done a couple of internships and uh, work experiences and that at uh, businesses and agencies and client and um, yeah. companies and it's like you say <clears throat> sorry like you say um yeah, it's uh yeah you you you're picking up different things and, and you, th- you maybe go to one company you're like oh that's not really how i want to run my business and then you go to the next one right. it's like, oh, that's how you do it right yeah. well i think i think what's the most valuable too um uh, sometimes is learning what not to do yeah First yeah, yeah absolutely learning what to do um and i'm super fortunate to be able to work with some some pretty big spots um and equally as fortunate to work at some of the smaller spots and so that that kind of like seesaw really kind of centralizes you into like what you want to do because you have so many like is and is nots yeah um and do and do nots on either side and so i think that's been super helpful for me even just as a person like sans like work yeah. uh, but like how how am i a person sans a designer and a business owner um and being on this business side of design like how do i want to how do i want to run a business not like what a project looks like so to speak so uh, that stuff's super valuable and and school will never teach you that school is not going to teach you the business of design like i said you're there to have fun and be creative absolutely but you know the design world will kind of teach you that stuff so so when you were uh, in college and in university you were you managed to get this job at this big agency i'm not sure if you want to say the name but uh, it's a bit it's a big company a very very big company uh yeah they're global yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and um and yeah, so so how how do you do this? Because this is like something that just the go getters do. They they work on stuff outside of college. They they really push themselves. I know a few people like it, and it's fantastic because you know they're, they're the people that are going to make it. Um, so yeah. so how what were you doing to to get yourself a job whilst you're in college? Um, I was just working hard, you know. And I know that's such just a blanket answer, but it, I think it's true. Like hindsight, looking back, I've actually given I've actually given talks to university students where I showed the portfolio that I made to get hired it is garbage it is so bad um but just for a handful of reasons the times changed the looks changed like skills changed everything's changed but it's a cool i think it's a cool way for me to kind of go back to that dog ear and the page of like where i was when i was in their footsteps and be able to show them like this is bullshit garbage work like if i can get a job you can get a job uh kind of thing um and i think really what really what for me I think the work in the portfolio, I think was, I think was good enough to get a job, but I wouldn't have, I don't know if I would have hired me to be honest. Um, Just because we were, uh, I ran with, there's a bunch of buddies of mine that I was friends with and we were always running around and we were kind of like these, we were early twenties. You know what I mean? We were doing early 20 things and like design was a way to, to make, to make money. Um, even though it was at a big, at a big agency, but I didn't take it as seriously as I take it now. Uh, it kind of was a little bit more of a summer fling um, until it got a little bit more serious. And so it was kind of treated that way a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, I think the work in the deck is what, what got me hired. And I think maybe just what for me too, like even now hiring interns and everything else, like I'm so much more apt about hiring a person than a portfolio. I'd rather you be a good person and have a good personality being a teammate versus some rock star kick-ass portfolio because I don't care about that. Right. Um, I'd like to see good work, but I'm, I'm not here for for us to go through 100 pages of you thinking this thing's like bulletproof when if you're not a good person, like I'm, we can't hang out, you know? So, so how, do, 
how, how does someone get an internship with you then? If, if, if you were the big agency owner, where you, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does someone get an internship with you? If, what were you looking for now? Yeah, yeah honestly, I, um, I honestly, it's, it's completely, uh, it's, it's, it's a personality based kind of thing. And I know that sounds very strange. How do you get personality across in like a cold yeah. blanket email or like a letterhead or a portfolio? Uh, but that stuff, that, that stuff does come across. And so the studio gets like internship applications all the time. We actually just hired the new summer intern last Friday and he's okay. going to be starting. Um, and there's loads of ways you can do that. Like, there's loads there's of ways. Lots of ways. Yeah, there's lots of ways. And I think, I think it's not always just, it's not always, Hey, my name's fill in the blank, fill in the blank from fill in the blank yeah. place. Here's a portfolio. There's a handful of people that have, have done some cool stuff um, to, be to like grab attention and w we do the same exact thing like to get new clients like we were talking today like we're we're coming out with something that's we can't talk about yet but it's is it's, we want it to be attention grabbing so whether you're whether you're a 19 year old kid in college or you're a 30 year old or 32 year old dude running a business like you still need to grab people's attention and uh and i think that's the i think the point of differentiation uh, yeah. between uh, people getting internships. But again, like it all hinges on personality um, and, it, and it hinges on um, being teachable and being willing uh, to work hard. And I think those kinds of things are just like character traits that are, that college won't teach you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a portfolio, a portfolio can only get you so far if you're a shitty person. Um, <laughs> if you have a, if you have, if you have a C portfolio and you're an A plus person, like you're going to get real far in life. So that's, that's really good. And like, I've heard people are getting, getting creative with uh, applications and like you say, grabbing attention. Right. So like video, right. you've got um, really bright yeah. people or actual physical right, right, right. people. Like what, what would catch yeah. your attention? Video's big. Um, no one mails stuff anymore, which I find interesting. Um, and no one, has, no one has hard decks anymore, which I also find interesting because everything now is digital, which as it should be, but like people used to have to mail portfolios and there'd be these like physical books they'd have to put together. And so if someone sent that, I'm like, damn, like who is this? Like they put time into this. And um, the person I'm alluding to for the new internship came in digitally showing a lot of stuff. Uh, but he was like, also like, here's the thing I just made. Um, and to us, it looks like mock-ups um, in his like digital format, but it was, he just like photographed it. So that was kind of cool. You know what I mean? To be able to see this like digital and this analog version mm -hmm. as well and be able to see that craft. Like, I think you could really, I think craft is key. Um, even if you're digitally speaking, um, uh, I think that stuff definitely comes across in final product for sure. And so, yeah, I think there's, there's, you can do the colored papers or print on holographic paper or, you know, you know, stamp your, stamp your resume in deer skin. Like, I don't know, people are doing all kinds of crazy ass shit, but uh, video is big because I think video in motion, that's just, it's what's already happening and it's going to continue to happen. Um, yeah, and yeah, I don't across the video as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's more, it's more this, right. Yeah. Versus, versus just like this. And you're looking at like numbers and, and where you've worked and all this other stuff. And so it, it, it automatically kind of like introduces you as a person, um, versus kind of this, Hey, I'm so-and-so looking for an internship. Here's my stuff. Nice. Yeah. So what was one thing that you did to get an internship or, or to get the job? Um, uh, I think, 
probably just showing a tons of work and just showing range and right. not have it be not have it be one note you know like and again we still do that to the day so like we had to send a fat deck yesterday um, of all kinds of work um and it's figuring out how all those chapters work together. You know what I mean? Like you want chapter one to go into chapter two, to go into chapter three, to chapter four. You can't go from like chapter one and like hop to chapter nine and, and, cause, and then go back to five in terms of like flows and, and everything else. Um, and I think being able, being able just to be able to tell a story through your work, um, from like page, front page to the end of the page, the back page, I think, is is key and it's not always a numbers game like if you show up with i'd rather have someone have five banging ass projects than 50 okay projects because to me like i'm not in a quantity game i'm in a quality game um and i'd rather see the thinking and the, sh and the soccer strategy yeah. of these five projects versus hey i played 50 matches like look how look how the volume of this is good it's like no man like or no my lady this isn't, this isn't how this works. Like I'd rather, I'd rather people come with more curated deep dives um, than a lot of like one-offs. No, it makes sense. Yeah. So you're going through all these jobs, picking up different things yeah. um, in each job. What was one thing, what's the biggest thing that you've learned or taken away from each, each one? Or like yeah, I think collective. in general, yeah, I think, I think in general, um, uh, people, whether it's big agencies, small agencies, one man bands, whatever the case may be. Um, and I've said this, I've said this before to other places, like graphic design is not about projects. It's about people. Um, and it's relational, uh, clients only want to work with people and design studios and agencies, whatever the case may be. Um, if they click, right. The last thing you want is this friction between because yeah. it's, never, it's a relationship. It's never, if it's if it's jaded and jacked it's like a hard relationship to work through but if it's cohesive and it's working together it's a different it's kind of a different story so i think uh i think knowing that i think is definitely is definitely key uh and that's kind of that's yeah i think that's a good takeaway like all the best places i worked um to this day those people are still really good people and they have huge kick-ass huge kick-ass brands that they're working on um and they deserve it you know, uh, and they're rock star designers. Yeah. But they're better people. Um, yeah. for sure. And I know like Bob Ewing's been on this, like that's, I love Bob and like Bob, awesome. like one of the, Bob's one of the best, the best people in the game. Um, and he's, a, he's a kick-ass talented, you know, designer, of course. But like, if I was 10% of Bob Ewing, I'd be a damn good dude. <laughs> he is an awesome guy. Really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, really just amazingly nice as well. All the stuff he's doing for, for charity and yeah, um, exactly. Community. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you, you, got, you went for all these jobs. You started on your own. You, you thought that yeah. now's time. Like what was going for your, for your brain and when did you realize that you wanted to do it on your own? Um, I, was, I, was working for, I was working for a place. So it's, it's kind of like mixed professional, mixed personal. My wife um, was pregnant um, with our second kid and I was traveling back and forth to Chicago every week, which is five hours five and a half hours away from here. Um, but I was working on stuff I wanted to work on. I was working on big beer brands and, and things like that. Uh, and so the work kind of kept me in Chicago, but my family was down here. And so I did that for a year going back and forth. Um, and during that time, I really kind of like realized I had a lot of travel time, you know, I was riding a bus. I wasn't in the beginning, I was riding a bus. I wasn't taking planes and stuff. So I had like each week 
I had a lot of hours traveling, commuting, like to think to myself, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm a dad, like, what the hell does that mean? Like, how do I better my family? Is bettering my family being six hours away? You know, those kinds of like weird, like real like deep stuff. Um, so how and, old were you when you did this, sorry? You're fine, dude, I was 24. 24, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, so I was, yeah, I was a kid, man. Um, I was 24 uh, and we had Sophia when she was, when I was 25. Yeah. So I was, I was young. Yeah, I was young. And, uh, um, so yeah, just doing that, doing that kind of back and forth. Um, and just kind of planting these seeds of wanting to do my own thing, ended up coming back home here to like Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati, uh, working for an agency for five months. But during that time I had people, uh, throughout kind of the u.s call me just to do like freelance gigs and so basically it came to a point where i was making more money after my nine to five than i was nine to five and by more money i mean like i didn't know at the time that like if you got a, i'm gonna use simple math if you got a check for ten dollars that then that taxes weren't taken out of that like those kinds of things right so like the monetary math was higher but maybe not necessarily like what i was making to the salary um but i i just uh i kind of just it goes back to like i kind of just like jumped all in like i didn't want to flirt i didn't want to flirt with having a full-time job um and then wanting to do this thing on the side uh at the time i was just going by austin dunbar just because i was a freelancer i was a contractor for people um and i was kind of a hired gun for other other agencies around the US and being able to work on similar brands, which was cool. Uh, but I didn't like doing that either because I felt like I didn't have anything that was permanent. I didn't have anything that I could own. Like I owned, you know, pages of a private PDF portfolio that I could send, but none of that stuff was my work. It was someone else's work. And um, Ashley, my wife was pregnant with our third kid. So we have three daughters, we're done. And, uh, and that's the end of that story. And <laughs> Um, it, it just was one of those things like where it was like the nine to five was here and then the thing was here and I was like, I'm just going to go. And so just completely, yeah, just completely left and didn't have a safety net. Um, didn't have any idea of what it would look like. I didn't have the studio yet either. Um, I was still trying to figure that out. So I was still doing kind of like Austin Dunbar. So this is 2013. Um, but I knew I wanted to start a design studio. And I knew I wanted it to be bigger than me, but when you quit your job, you can't do that. That's not how that works. Um, and so we'll, we'll come on to like the branding of it in a minute. Um, but like there's something that's very clear of you and uh, yeah. just that you do work outside work. And it's probably your one of your seven. Oh, yeah, touche, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like one of the seven, is it one of the seven, seven things that you say or six things? How many, how many things is it? <laughs> uh, what was the, it was, I think it was seven rules. See, seven. I don't even know. Yeah, I think, I think it was seven. Yeah. So it's one of those, like, do yeah. work, like keep on working when the work stops. And like, yeah, don't stop, don't stop working when the work stops. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, like, when I heard that on the um, Scottish Russell podcast, and cause I, I saw the, the picture uh, of it all. And when I heard it, when you heard you say it, I was like, wow, that's like, that's my life philosophy. Like, I just said, wow, said yeah. That. Um, so yeah, that, that was really cool. And I, I, what, it must be just a massive passion then for you to do that outside of that hours yeah man i think i think again too it's like goes back to it goes back to what i was saying earlier it's like just like figuring it out you know um 
I was figuring it out when I had a full-time job. Um, I was making, literally making work just to make work. I was learning new things kind of like on my own. And the, the corporate side of design, what I was getting paid for wasn't necessarily like the artistic side of design that I wanted it to play with. Right. Uh, and I was just making stuff because it costs zero dollars. All it costs is time, but time's arbitrary, you know, in terms of cost, it doesn't matter. Um, and I'd have a baby on my lap, just like riffing work. Um, and this is like in the early stages, of like Instagram too, which was, like, which was kind of funny and interesting as well, kind of coming, coming up in that time. Um, and you would see people's work and you're like, holy hell, this is so good. Um, and whether, you know, that's just perception, right? Um, but it kind of like opened, it kind of opened the world to like other people. Obviously there's blogs and like found and dialine and all that stuff existed. Uh, but I just started trying to figure out and make stuff for me that I wanted to make that wasn't influenced by X person or Y person. It was just like, what inside of me do I want to make right now? And I would set like an hour for myself. Yeah. So I, I put the house to bed, put like the whole family to bed and I'd have 60 minutes post all of that to make something and, and throw it up, whether it was good, bad, ugly, or, or indifferent. Um, and that was kind of like my time test um, exercise of just designing and just kind of making stuff. So yeah, man. So that, that, yeah. So that, that was kind of like the early kind of stages of that, um, that mantra that we were talking about. Um, and it still correlates today, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's so important. Like even those, I've heard a lot of designers and creatives talk about like, like playing around with different things. Like say you're on the computer all day and then they go home and they're doing like paintings and like they're doing different things. Like, with different materials and handmade stuff um, mm -hmm. because it's, it's like it's stimulating a different part of that creative mind. Uh, this is really important. Really, really important. Yeah. My, my thing now is, so that's what I used to do. I used to go home or, you know, work uh, and then, and then go home and like play dad and stuff and then go and design. Like I can't do that anymore. There's just too many, there's too many sticks on plates that you got to spin and everything else. I need like a detox from the computer to a degree. Like, so now that, secondary creative thing is like cooking like all i want to do is just like cook all day on day you That's know what cool. i mean and because it's the same because like cooking for me is what design is for me like i'm giving something to you and like we could share this and yeah. be like a community um and cooking obviously verbatim that like design isn't for me it's not for durham branding company fuck that who cares it's like for we you know what i mean like i'm not gonna cook i'm not gonna cook a meal for myself that's like that i'm wanting to just eat by myself. I want to share it with people, right? I want to sit around the table. I want to talk to you and I want to learn about you and vice versa and those kinds of things. It's communal. Um, so that's what I do now. It, it triggers the same part of my brain. So I think, yeah, cooking's like my now like guitar music filling. Nice. So the advice is get, get doing stuff that isn't your stuff that you like doing. <laughs> I like create like yeah. different things like outside of your, yeah. outside of you. You have to, yeah, you have to, man. Like, cause because if you like, how many times have you heard someone, oh, I go to work nine to five. And the last thing I want to do is design. Yeah. When I call fair, fair. I'm like, you do something else. But like, what do you want to do? Like, if you're wanting to better be a designer, like you have to keep your knives sharp and you have to sit there and you have to keep designing because you're not going to keep your knives sharp any other way, like between nine to five. Like you learn so much more kind of post that um, just as you as a person, then, then you're going to be a creative director yeah. when you're getting paid to sit in a seat absolutely absolutely uh so yeah how, how have you developed um 
the, the whole brand as as more than one person when it's when it started as one person. And what was your so so like you started you started the whole agency thing uh, looking yep. like more than one person. Uh, yep. What was the reasoning behind that, and how has it gone? Uh, it, I had to. So what I didn't want to be starting out was I didn't want to have. Um, I didn't want to be looked at as one person. I didn't want to be a wedding photographer. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't want to go up being like Austin Dunbar and it's like a picture of me like holding a camera in a park and be like, I'll take your senior pictures. Like <laughs> it was, it was, I didn't, I, I knew what I didn't want to be. Right. So we kind of talked about that earlier. Um, and I didn't want to have some cokey name either. Like something like, uh, I, there's did. some things <laughs> I was about to say that I can't, that I can't. Oh, well, blue, no, I won't use you. <laughs> Sure, we we'll use Blue Deer since you're since you're on it. It's like where it where it was kind of this ambiguous cerebral thing. Like I used I always like make a joke. Like I didn't want to be something like rocket fuel design or something like that. Like we'll yeah. propel we'll propel your vision to yeah, a place yeah. of execution. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what you say, dude? Yeah, beyond the stratosphere. Yeah, beyond the stratospheres, where you'll view our designs in this ethereal no, like all that bullshit. Um, I didn't want to do that. Like. I like I liked I always liked names. And I always like names. And I like I like brands that are name based. So I like brands like Carhartt and Filson, um, and Levi's and like all of these just nomenclature based, people based names. Um, and so not going Austin Dunbar and not going like Dunbar Studio, because there's actually studios in Netherlands called Studio Dunbar with a M and they destroyed. They're so good. I went with my middle name, Durham. Um, because if you knew, cool, if you didn't, that's fine as well. Because Austin Dunbar was the one sending the emails and then put brand and company at the back end of it. Because in the beginning, I wanted to have like the studio's own brand or clothing brand. And eventually I wanted to be able to bring people on board and kind of have this company of people. Um, and the name was long enough to where you could break it up in a bunch of different ways. Like it could be Durham brand and company, it could be DB and co, you know, it kind of stacked itself. Um, and a bunch of different kind of ways uh, that looked good on shirts or web and this, that, and the other. And what it really did is kind of just like danced around the team idea. Um, and it kind of flirted with the team idea. Uh, and it let the brand be forward facing versus a team being forward facing. Because I feel like clients, their value isn't, their value in the deliverables that they're getting back has nothing to do with how many people is on payroll. You yeah. know, they, yeah. they don't care how the sausage is made. They just want a damn good sausage. So um, my, my value, my value in that was to be able to bring a damn good sausage sans how many hands touched it. Right. And so let the work speak for itself. And so if you're like, oh, it's an agency of 20 people um, or 10 or five or whatever, that's on, that's on the viewer, not on the studio being like, hey, we're 20 people. Here's like our family photo at the Christmas event um hire us for your next t-shirt gig or whatever you know what i mean that kind of stuff i wanted to stay separate from all that kind of stuff yeah that's cool that makes sense and uh so you, yeah it opens up like that's that's similar reasons why i did it blue deer but then i, I chose a wanky name like blue deer <laughs> whatever man i'm not saying it's wanky it's just like yeah every a name names are wanky in general like it doesn't matter like it, like anything and you can name a company anything and it doesn't matter what the name is as long as the association is good right and like it just straight up it's just straight up doesn't matter and i think that's even with like design studios too like there's some just garbage names um for agencies yeah. i'm like you're a creative person like how do you think that's good but 
they're the ones laughing because they're the ones, you know, running to the bank with some garbage name on the top of their check. But, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I, names all association. So Blue Deer, I see it back there. Is that a CD yeah. player back there too? Is it what? Is that a CD player? Like what's back there? I was, I was seeing, yeah, was, we got, we got, a, yes, it's a CD player and uh, <laughs> uh, we've got over there, we've got a vinyl record player. Uh, oh, sweet. Cool, man. Music. I haven't, yeah, because I'm, I'm just now seeing the deer over your shoulder. That's kind of funny that you said that and you pointed to it. It's lots of stuff related. Uh, every Christmas I get something, something new, like deer related. Uh, that's, cool. I, that's cool, though. It is. It's cool. I've got some, got some good, like, cushions somewhere as well. Like, yeah, there's loads of stuff like mugs and mats and I don't know. Do you, do you have, like, deer antlers sitting around? No, that's one thing I do want. I'm going to get, if I get a studio or, like, my own house, I'm probably going to get, like, a massive deer head on the wall <laughs> and paint paint the antlers blue yeah yeah exactly yeah something like that. there you go um, there you go cool man but yeah um so so how did you get your how did you get as good as you got or as you are how how did i get as good as i got um <laughs> i don't know if i'm good and i don't know how i got it like i think i'm still working through it you know what i mean to be Probably, quite honest yeah, everyone's um, working i don't yeah, everyone's a work in progress. Like I would, the last thing I have time to is to sit back and look at yesteryear and like count laurels, right? As like their tokens of like trophies. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather keep my head down and keep my knife shot sharp. And um, that's really the only testament I could have, you know, is I've really kind of focused in and dialed in on the business side of design. Um, and anytime you go like whole hog on some stuff, um, you got to sacrifice some other stuff too. And like, you know, I, my family's, the raddest and my wife's the best um and you know there's times when like Durham branding company's been like 90 percent of austin dunbar yeah. and then like the dunbar family's been 10 percent um and because i was like so dialed into the studio to be able to get the studio to where i thought I, it needed to go where i wanted it to go um and i think i'm only as good as i was like i'm only as good as what i was yesterday what that client said about the work i presented to him you know what I mean? Like, and I can only focus on like how to keep doing that tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah. I do, I do think, I do think though, um, I think good's kind of like a weird term too. It's kind of like going back to like studio names. Um, it's, it's association based. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd rather, I'd rather I'll, I'll use what I said earlier about, um, internships for me. Like I'd rather be a C designer and an A plus dude. Um, and people can like see through the C design style and be like, oh yeah, man, that guy's real good because he's a good person versus like some like rock star designer with some big ass name who's just like a piece of shit human. <laughs> like I don't want to be that kind of person. And so like, I think, I think, I think personality and portfolio um, mm -hmm. are hand in hand. And I think those things are, in, are, are tandem. Um, and I just so happened to build a brand and a studio based off of personality, I yeah. think, because um, that's the only thing I had. Uh, was how, so how have you I, done that then? Like, like what's what's been the steps to, to do that? If you, yeah, again, yeah, I, I all I had, all, so like, I, design's cool. I like design. I like looking at design. Um, I don't really care about like a kick-ass logo for a restaurant. I'm never going to go to anymore. Like, I'm kind of past that. I'm kind of past that mirage a little bit. Um, I think what I've always been attracted to ever since I was young was like word and vocabulary and the cadence of words how you can say something in a handful of different ways. And I think word and um, copywriting is something in the design toolkit that not a lot of people use really well. And they have to like bring in a copywriter to fill that void. 
Um, but I, I feel like copywriters sometimes do. There's some like really, really good ones. Um, uh, they, that, that are incredible. And I, I don't write novels. I write statements. Um, and so I'd never be able to write some like long winded client thing. Um, but I feel like I've always had kind of a knack for, for words, um, and being able to pair visual with verbal, uh, just because to me, it makes it a little bit stronger. And that's the kind of stuff that, that I really was, I think, trying to investigate when I was starting off like that work outside of work stuff. Like what is my visual voice and not just visual, like, but what is my visual voice? Um, and how does that come off? And, you know, a 1080 by 1080 square, how does that come off in a portfolio? How does it come off in a website? Um, and that stuff, like, I, I really sweat and I really, um, I really try to like labor over and make sure it's like spot on uh, for how I want it to come off and, and be perceived. Um, yeah. So I was trying to get some like tangible things that you could do though. So like, how yeah, right. I was gonna say, I don't think I answered your question. <laughs> you saw it, you saw it did. Uh, so like, you look because obviously you have to if you want to start your own brand like you have you're looking at yourself you're thinking what do i like um yeah. and so so how did you how did you i don't know because yeah, it's, it's all good saying yeah look at yourself and how do you uh, find out what you like but if you've got that written down on the piece of paper you know what you like you know what you want to do in the in the, the agency life what how do you create that a design out of that how do you trans transport that into um a brand I'll give an example so say say like yeah I want to be a soccer badge designer, like just soccer yeah. teams or football teams. So like, how would, how would I go about branding myself for that? Right. I think, I think for me, um, when, when I was doing this and I guess like a takeaway, um, I think some of the things I mentioned earlier, like the Carhartts and the Filsons and those kinds of things, there's a visual aesthetic to that. Um, there's kind of an overall look, tone and feel that the studio was trying to play into, right? Like I, I didn't want it to be, um, retro i didn't want it to be americana but i did want it to have kind of a little bit of a script um and this bravado to it and so that was kind of the north star that i was trying to trying to like hang my hat on right like how could i how could i own this kind of midwestern work ethic um without having to be like a farmer like holding tools riding a tractor and like good old boy kind of stuff so how do i have how do i have grit as in texture but not dirt um how do I have bravado with, uh, within the context of like working hard versus being better than? Um, and so just figuring that kind of stuff out uh, is where, I, yeah, I was kind of playing into. And so I think those kinds of brands were the, were the, those kinds of brands I was kind of looking at. Um, and I like things that don't take themselves too seriously. And I like people that don't take, take themselves too seriously. And I think they're, I think design sometimes lacks humility uh and i think being able i think being able to kind of dance around humility when you're doing this kind of stuff too is a good gut check and too everyone i know personally is a really good person um, and i love a lot and they would shoot anything down if it came if it came off any which way and so i think having like a good like uh friend group that you can be like hey what do you think about this or show them this that has nothing to do with design yeah. Um, they're looking at it face value. They're not looking at it for cool guy status or like sweet monoline illustrations of a blue deer. You know, I'll make an example. Like, uh, they just look at it how other, I think people generally would look at it. They being able to do that too, I think it's a good kind of gut check with what you're wanting to do and where you're wanting to go. Cause at the end of the day, like you have to be honest with yourself. Like you can't fake yourself. Cause if you do, you're a used car salesman and no one's going to want to buy some piece of shit Honda 
that you're trying to sell for for a bunch of dollars when it breaks down in a week you know right. like you want to if if i'm honest to myself and it's going to i'm going to be honest to clients and so being able to kind of gut chuck yourself at the door before you start working on anybody's stuff i think it's a good way to good way to start yeah okay so going back to the football thing so saying saying that you wanted to you, you need to sort of find out what what people like in the in the um in the in the people that you're trying to appeal to like the audience that sort of thing and like being being true to that is that what you mean like like so if you wanted to be a football badge designer you want to find out what other people yeah. are doing and other other um other other football teams are doing and try and like brand yourself alongside that like, yeah I, yeah i think i think looking i think looking at that kind of stuff too um and taking inspiration from it be inspired by it but don't be right. dictated by it um you yeah, know totally and yeah but but even if you want to be a football badge designer know that there's other things within like the badge world that you could be um that you might not you might not even know exist right so kind of explore that realm um and not just look at football teams you know for example or sports teams um yeah look at like look at crests look at you know old military stuff like the badges of the patches on that kind of stuff because you kind of learn this visual vocabulary like a soccer badge is very much like a flag like you only use x amount of colors and the mm-hmm. brain techniques um they keep you they keep you pretty um buckled down when it comes to being able to make those kinds of things and i, I think knowing those guardrails and being able to figure out you know how to play within those guardrails to make something new and unique or it doesn't maybe have to be unique but oh, this could look like this could be professional or whatever the case may be. Um, just knowing that stuff, I think is good. Um, but don't be aimless when you're creating. Because when you're aimless when you're creating, you might as well be a, uh, you know, a self-portrait painter because it doesn't. Yeah. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to like think about because you're giving some. You're trying to. You're trying to I'm trying yeah, like... you're trying to fish something out of me. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, like I think I think the like if you want to do something surround yourself whether it's online in person whatever the case may be surround yourself with people that are like-minded you are who your friends are that stuff also applies to your professional life as well so whatever whatever that whatever that may be and whatever if you want to be the most kick-ass soccer badge designer in the world rad who are those people that are those people um how do you get in contact with them how do you introduce yourself as a person who's coming up in the game who's hungry to do what they did and you want to learn what they fed on to get where they are that's how you kind of connect those dots um Ooh. and yeah and so maybe that is a better answer to your question um but that's that's i've surrounded myself with like people that were that i looked up to even as friends um and we always challenged each other um and i think we're all better because of it nice Okay, that's a really good answer that's a good answer i'm uh, sorry i was trying to <laughs> sorry it took 10 minutes to get you there but no, I think you give some other yeah. good advice as well. Just, I was just like, because I know people are listening along and they're and thinking, what's he right. talking about? And, uh, yeah, what the hell? Where is he going? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so st- now you're, you're obviously working for yourself and, and you've got this big thing going on. Like, what's some advice for people what they're wanting to do that? Like, so, say, maybe business side, business advice that you don't teach you at school or, or even just working for yourself. Like, what's a good tip to, to know? Um, I, I think, I think good tips for working for yourself or, or starting a business for yourself. It's not for everybody. Um, don't, there's, don't, don't get caught up in a comparison trap to where you feel like you have to own your own business to be successful. There's more people I know who are so, so much better as designers and are so wildly successful at really, really great agencies mm-hmm. who they're like, I don't want that life. 
Um, and there's a ton of sacrifice. I kind of made mention about it earlier. Like you really have to sacrifice for what you want. Um, that might sound cliche, but it completely is true. Uh, and be like completely transparent, completely bulletproof um, for you as a person with what you want and what you're wanting to build. Um, and don't lose focus of that because it's real easy to go get a job. It just is. Yeah. There's jobs everywhere. It's a lot harder to keep my own job. So um, I kind of keep my eyes on the prize and my nose down with the computer um, and just make sure that I'm constantly working. So I don't have to look up and kind of get lost in thought of like, oh, what if I did this? Or what happens if this happened? This kind of thing. And, you know, um, and there's just the ebbs and flows of business are verbatim the ebbs and flows of life. Like it's not all good days. It's not all double tap Instagram posts. It's a lot of like, oh shit, like this is really bad. How am I gonna fix this problem? Um, and just knowing that coming in, like it's not all, it's not a disco party every day. Um, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes to run a graphic design business that has nothing to do with graphic designing. So I'm more interested, yeah, I'm more interested in being like a good business owner than I am being like a good Instagram poster. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Cause it, that, I think you talked about it before, but that, that gets you the work rather than um, just, you know, your peers liking your work on Instagram. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is cool. Don't yeah, get me wrong. But, yeah. But you know, <laughs> what's a double tap get you? They get it. They get it. Yeah. Unless it's by the right people, but unless you get that, the people, right. the clients, right. you need the clients double tapping. That's what you need. That's what you need. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> or not double, or even better, not double tapping. And they're like, Hey, we've been watching your Instagram for X form X. X amount of months, we want to hire you on this some X project. Yeah. And then you're trying to like figure out who these ghost followers are, whatever the case may be, like who's following you, who's watching you. But that stuff happens too. But yeah, man, don't get, don't get caught up in the likes and the comments. That stuff's for, for now. It's not forever. That's great advice. Good advice. Uh, okay. The last couple of questions, um, yeah. the last two go a bit deeper. So the first one is what's your best um, purchase under a hundred dollars? Under a hundred dollars, I was gonna say AirPods, but those are over a hundred dollars by a little bit. Best purchase under a hundred dollars. Um, true story. Actually, it's one of my favorite things. My wife and I, when we got married, we had we we had zero dollars. We were in Chicago, all of this kind of stuff, and like we bought, we had to put on an Amex card two of our wedding bands that was at like ninety nine dollars for both of them. I think it was like a hundred dollars total, uh, and it's like it's one of my favorite things because it's like completely destroyed and uh uh and and i know that sounds funny but i, I think it's just like it's one it, we can get you a new one i'm like why it's because it's like super soft and it's just like all like it kind of looks like i'm not gonna put it to the camera because it won't you won't be able to tell anything but it looks like um uh, you know, like a bar top, like a copper bar top where it's all like hammered and just yeah, like yeah, dents yeah. and drinks past and shit like that. Like that's straight up what the ring looks like, but silver. So that's, that'd definitely be my favorite purchase under a hundred bucks. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, what's your, that's a good question, by the way. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. A hundred bucks. It's like, shit. Like what, what does a hundred bucks get you? Yeah. You're balding yeah. over there. I can like, think of a few, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, fair. You got loads of money over there by the sounds of it. <laughs> no, no, that's not even that's not even close to being close to be the truth. But it's one of those things where, well, you know, you got a studio and you got a family of five and and house and all stuff, and so it's just sitting here. It's like a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks. 
yeah, that'd be it for sure. Valuable as well, like because people, you can buy loads of valuable things over a hundred dollars, but yeah, something valuable that you actually use and you attach. Yeah, and like, and exactly, like, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier about the client value and stuff. Like, it's, I think under a hundred bucks, you want it to be sentimental. You know, you want it to mean something. You want it to, you want that hundred dollars to stretch for a long time versus like a one night stand of like a hundred dollars <laughs> alone. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay. So you probably already know this, um, but what are some values to live by? Mm. Um, I, 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 you, you are what you put in. Um, and I, I, I think that wholeheartedly. Um, and I think that, no matter what you do or what you're called to do or what your profession is, whether you're creative or your accountant just smashing a calculator or you're whoever, um, you, you, you are who people say you are because that's what you put out. Um, so I think being able to kind of like investigate your reason why um, and your reason why, who you are and who you want to be, I think that stuff's like real big because um, then everything else can kind of circle around that. Um, and the way, I think the way that the universe works, it just things attract certain things. And I think, you know, law of attraction is real. And so being able to put that stuff out, uh, I think, I think it's big. So whatever that may be, you know what I mean? But you are what you put in. Um, and so it's not like those like t-shirts, it's like, you are what you eat. So I much, I must be brunch or what some shit like that. Like it's a little bit more cerebral than that, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Um, and the last question, how do you want to be remembered? Damn, that's a good question. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think probably a good dad. Nice. Like designs, whatever, you know what I mean? Designs, designs a suit that looks cool um, with holes in a denim jacket or whatever. You know what I mean? It's a facade. Like, that stuff's like that stuff's like real stuff. It's like blood stuff. Like I'd rather be a good dad and a good father than be a good designer any day of my life. So and it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about that sacrifice stuff. So I'm like trying to figure out that balance of like, how do I bring, how do I value my life, Austin Dunbar, more than Durham's life? Um, and so yeah, man, I think that's that's what I want to be remembered by. Um, and no, the other stuff would be you know fine, but that's secondary and tertiary. You know what I mean? good designer, good business owner, good, you know, community person, like all that stuff's whatever. But if, if my kids were like, yeah, my dad's kick ass and he was, he was a really good father for us. And he taught us a lot, you know, valuable lessons. I have three daughters. That's a huge, that's a big thing. And that's a, that's a weight that I carry um, real personally. And it's, and it's real, it's a big deal for me um, to, to, you know, raise three strong women. So especially in, in today's world, you know, um, that's what I, that's what I need to invest in and what I would be known for. Awesome. I love it. Uh, oh, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Dude, of course, my guy. I appreciate it. Um, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah, go on. Why did you start podcasting? Well, it's a good question. I think, it, I think I was thinking about this the other day. I think it comes down to your quote. Um, don't uh, keep, uh, keep on working when the, when the work stops. Like, I don't have any work, so I'm, I'm doing this. Because <laughs> you're like episodes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're, uh, we're we're like 120 episodes now. So it's uh, gosh, that's yeah. crazy. How have you? How have you? I'm I'm nobody. How'd you get guys? How'd you get like Sagmeister on here and um, 
and people like that, like just emailing. Yeah, email them. Yeah, email them. Pay them a million dollars, but uh, yeah, email them. <laughs> no, you just yeah. just you just email them. Yeah, they're, they're, everyone yeah. in this community is amazing. Um, and I've never I've never paid anyone to be on the podcast, but now I'm thinking about it. Uh, it'd be interesting. Why would you though? Who cares? <laughs> like, what would what would you even pay for? Like, pay? Yeah, that'd be right. that'd be weird. I'm speaking. Yeah. To but yeah, uh, no, it's just emailing people. Everyone in this community is amazing. Um, really, really cool. Um, really, really helpful, and they're willing to give their time and talk about themselves. So. It's cool. Right. Right. And that's actually, yeah, I'm always, I'm always weird about that stuff too, where they're like talking on stage or doing this kind of stuff. Cause you're kind of like dance monkey dance. Like you have to be up there and like kind of have to talk. It's like, yeah, I want to talk about me. I want to talk about we, I want to know about you. I mean, like the other reason I guess is uh, to, to reach out to more people. Like if I didn't have a podcast, I wouldn't know. I don't know Paula Sher, but I wouldn't be in front of Paula right. Sher. I wouldn't be in front of stuff. Right. I wouldn't be in front of you. I wouldn't, like be reaching out to all these cool people and building my massive network and they wouldn't know who I, who I am. So, you know, if something does happen in the future, or I need to call on them or I need to speak to them about something. They'd be more willing to help if I had interviewed them. That's and awesome, man. What's out there. So that's awesome. Congrats on that, man. Thank you. Well, if you ever, if you ever find yourself in Kentucky, you know yeah, where we absolutely. are. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you and say hello to you on the internet? Uh, you could say hello to, us on the internet at durhambrandco.com instagram's durhambrandco those are probably the two best um yeah twitter's fine facebook's whatever but uh yeah those are those are the two social media drugs of choice is the website and, and instagram awesome well thank you very much well, well likewise man take care keep in touch cool absolutely absolutely cool thanks man Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Crazy Waffle Podcast. It really does mean a lot, uh, everyone listening along. And as I mentioned before, in the, uh, the start of the podcast, you can go to creativewaffle.club for all of your latest Creative Waffle needs, show notes, um, quotes of the podcast, episode clips, um, audio transcripts, uh, very rough audio transcripts at the moment whilst I'm still going through them all and um, making sure they're all correct. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of things over at creativewaffle.club, the brand new website, along with the shop where you can buy the Creative Waffle t-shirt of the month. That's really exciting. Uh, I designed it myself, this one. And there's nine left, uh, and there won't be releasing any more than 20, so we've sold um, 10 or so at the moment already, not 11, well, 10, including me, the one I've kept. Uh, but yeah, so really exciting stuff. Um, Patreon as well, if you want to buy me a can of Monster every month, it's just £1 on Patreon, or $1 um, every month on Patreon, just a little token thank you and uh, you can also join the discord group we've got going on the little community of creative waffle fans and uh, supporters uh, that's uh, also again down the link in the description so yeah everything is down there uh, thank you very much for watching and i'll see you in another episode of the creative waffle podcast